heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 20th, 2017. My name is Phil Prosperenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Have you enjoyed being 1-0 Magic fans? Because uh, we get to do it for a little while longer as the Orlando Magic take on the Brooklyn Nets tonight, Friday night. At 7.30, so plenty to look forward to there as the Magic take on the Brooklyn Nets in their second game of the year. I'll have a preview of that game coming up on today's show. I'm also going to talk a little bit about guys that we may have overlooked from uh, from uh, Wednesday's game. There are definitely a few other players I want to point out and talk a little bit about that maybe I didn't certainly didn't in the grades. There's a lot of really good performances in Wednesday's game, so I want to make sure I cover everything there, I, I know I went a little bit short yesterday. Uh, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about the, the early schedule. I know that's something I talked a little bit about earlier in the week, but want to reemphasize that, especially with how the landscape has kind of changed in the first couple days of the season. And finally, I will chat about, what did I put down on my rundown here? I don't even know what I'm talking about today. Uh, I'm going to talk about uh, the magic and why that why they do seem like they're going to surprise and what we've seen already that would suggest the Magic are ready to take a few steps forward. That's what I'm going to talk about. I got it. I got it written down. I got it written down. I just don't remember what I wrote down. Before we dive into that, though, I want to remind everyone that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by logging on to iTunes and searching for Locked On and inserting your second favorite team's name into the search box. That if you're obviously huge Magic fans, you're listening to a daily Orlando Magic podcast. But let's say you want to learn a little bit more about the Brooklyn Nets. Locked on Nets is your answer. Let's say you want to prep for Saturday's game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Learn a little bit more about the Cavaliers. Locked on Cavs is your best bet. Let's say you want to prep for the NFL season. You're near the trade deadline or something. Or you want to hear what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are up to. Check out Locked on Bucks. There's a great Locked On podcast for your favorite NBA or NFL team. Just go on to iTunes and search for Locked On and your favorite NBA team, NFL team, whatever you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network has you covered. Let's dive into it. The Orlando Magic are going to be back in action on uh, on Friday against the Brooklyn Nets' first road game of the year as the team takes team faces Brooklyn and then heads off to Cleveland for a Friday, Saturday, back-to-back. Should be, should be a very, very interesting game against the Brooklyn Nets. Well, everyone was excited about the Miami Heat. It's in-state rival, team that everyone suspects will make the playoffs. I think, and it seems like several players and, and the team agree with this, I think that this game against the Brooklyn Nets is as important as any game the Magic will play in the early part of the season. The reason is most people believe that the Brooklyn Nets are one of the few teams the Magic are probably certainly better than in the preseason predictions. I would certainly argue that. I know some people are very high on the Brooklyn Nets, and especially now that Jeremy Lin is out, and unfortunately he is out for the year with a with a ruptured patella tendon. This is a game that the Magic have to be thinking, yeah, we need to win this game. This is a game we should win. And if you are 
trying to surprise people and are trying to make the playoffs, these are the games that you have to take care of business. Remember back on Wednesday night, Orlando had a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter against the Miami Heat. Gave it all away. Almost gave it all away. And had to gut out that victory. And, and, and even though they won the game and they are very happy they won the game, Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon, Frank Vogel, they all said it. I think Nikola Vucevic did too. This is a game we have to close out. We shouldn't have to fight for this game. That game should have been decided long before those final moments when the Magic had to step up. And so that is really, I think, what the message is for Orlando as they come into this game. That message is we need to show up, play our basketball, and dominate the game from start to finish or or, or put teams away when we have them down. And when it comes down to it, the Magic need to win the games they're supposed to. No offense to the Brooklyn Nets. This is a game the Magic are supposed to win. Or at least if they're as good as we think they are, this is a game that they are supposed to win. So, what do we know about the Brooklyn Nets so far? Well, the Nets played their first game against the Indiana Pacers. It was a 140-131 to Pacers win, an absolute uh, absolute barn burner. Neither team playing much defense. Uh, if you watched Brooklyn at all last year, you know that they do have a little bit of a set identity. Like Orlando, they like to push the pace, kind of play at a breakneck speed, put up a lot of possessions, you know, just do some absolutely crazy things uh, uh, on the floor. Um, you know, I-, I watched a little bit of their tape. It was very much a attack, 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 attack def- offense. Indiana wasn't interested in playing defense or, or they didn't play defense very effectively. And Brooklyn was able to get into the paint and score uh, in, in droves. D'Angelo Russell, uh, with the ball in his hands, is a really dangerous guy. He is a really, really solid player. Uh, and someone who, uh, you know, while I'm not as high on him as others, I don't see him as, as a potential all-star this year, there's a little bit of freedom in his game, that, that, that this style of play fits his eye a little bit better. And it certainly is um, seen in the stats, 30 points, 5 assists, 12 for 22 shooting, 4 for 8 from beyond the arc in Wednesday's game for D'Angelo Russell. This is a team that likes to get up and down. Uh, you know, Brooklyn scored at least 30 points in every single quarter. And so what I think is going to be most interesting when we get into Friday's game, what I think is going to be most interesting is how do the Magic manage their pace? How do the Magic manage Brooklyn's pace? This might be a game where the Magic have to use some of their depth just because guys are exhausted. But having said that, Brooklyn will run right back at the Magic. And so Orlando has to be effective and efficient with when they run, with getting back, and they have to be on point defensively. Again, Indiana, neither Indiana nor Brooklyn look like they were particularly interested in playing defense. And Timofey Mozgov is no Hassan Whiteside. So I think Orlando is going to find a lot of success scoring. I mean, I look at these matchups. Alfred Payton on D'Angelo Russell worries me. You'll probably see Alan Crabb slide into that starting lineup. Otherwise, um, Damari Carroll guarding Aaron Gordon. It's going to be an interesting matchup. Or even Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, a, a friend of Aaron Gordon's from Arizona. Guard, th- that matchup's going to be interesting. 
the Magic will have their work cut out for them. There's, there's no clear-cut matchup advantage here. But I think Orlando overall is a better team. So the question is, how do they play their game? How do they put the pace in a place that they're comfortable with and a place that they can succeed and prevent Brooklyn from running back at them and getting all those points and getting all those transition opportunities that they thrive on? This is going to be stylistically a very intriguing game. I'm sure Frank Vogel is going to be really harping on the defense, a lot of defensive discipline from this team. I'm sure that's something he talked a lot about coming out of Wednesday's game while the Magic played statistically some very good defense. And and in fact, I would say they did play some decent defense. Uh, But uh, there are definitely some issues still. Uh, The team, I think, struggled a little bit with their ball containment, uh, despite, I think, what Vogel said. He he said he liked their ball containment. I thought there there were still some issues with it. Um, I think they struggled to get back out to the three-point line. They collapsed the defense a little bit too much. Um, This is a game where they will be able to switch a lot, and I suspect that they will try and switch a lot and use that to bog down Brooklyn's offense. It's still going to come down to the point of attack. Guard your man, stop your man, and everything else is good. So really interesting matchup coming up here against Brooklyn. Tip-off is at 7.30 at the Barclays Center. The Magic will see the Nets on Friday. And then they'll see him again at the Amway Center on Tuesday. So a lot going on for the Magic here. A lot going on for them to, again, get kind of get this opportunity. And we'll see uh, if the Magic can improve to 2-0 for the first time since the 2013 season when they won their first two games. After that, of course, they head to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. If you don't know what's going on with Cleveland right now, uh, or by now, um, you're probably not following the league very caref- very closely or you know, not paying attention very much, but LeBron James is really good at basketball. He is a little bit nicked up, uh, but showed no worse for the wear in the opener. Um, They'll play the Milwaukee Bucks on Friday in Milwaukee, so they'll be coming off a back-to-back as well. A little bit of a shorter travel, though, from Milwaukee to Cleveland as opposed to Brooklyn to Cleveland. But uh, definitely a a dangerous team still. Dwayne Wade looks much more engaged now. Uh, They got a little bit of depth. Uh, I wouldn't call it crazy good depth. Boston was able to erase a 17-point deficit, get back into that game, and make it close at the end. Kyrie Irving missed three. Only thing that kept the Celtics at, from 1-0 and the Cavs from 0-1. But if LeBron James plays, he is LeBron James. I don't think he's lost to the Magic in five years, six years, something like that. Um, he comes to play every night. If he's on the floor, going to be very tough out for this Magic team. It's going to be tough to defend him, obviously, because he's LeBron freaking James. Uh, but again, a good early season challenge for the Magic. Would be nice to go into that game at 2-0 and for sure. So I think a lot of pressure built up to put the emphasis on winning Friday's game. You can't look ahead to Cleveland. Take care of business. That is the goal. Take care of your business. If the Magic can do that, then they will be in business. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Like I said, I think there were a few players last year or last or Wednesday night that I think we overlooked a little bit. Um, you know, I, I was going through the comments on my on my player grades on Orlando Magic Daily. 
Uh, and there were definitely guys that I left out. Um, and, 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 you know, I, you know, I, I do grades as, as, as a recap for the games, just kind of as a, uh, as an alternative way to, 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 to recap the game and, and tell you what happened. And I can't do everyone. I mean, it'd be crazy. I write two, I write two articles a night after games. Uh, so I can't do everyone that way. But, so I try and pick four guys that tell the story of the game. I usually try to go one, at least two good, two good players. Try to pick out one player who maybe struggled, just kind of point that out depending on how the game goes. And I struggled a little bit with that because I think so many players played good games on Wednesday. And I was really happy with the way a lot of players on the Magic played. Nikola Vucevic, I did not talk about him a lot. He was just solid. He was Nikola Vucevic. I mean, I have the stats in front of me here. 19 points, 13 rebounds, 6 for 12 shooting. That is a good Nikola Vucevic game. That is what the Magic need from Nikola Vucevic every single night. He also added two blocks. And I actually thought his defense was very good. Now, we know from watching Vucevic, we know that he's not going to make the overly athletic defensive play. So yes, players will still be able to finish over him at times. But generally, Vucevic was in the right spot more often than not. He contested shots really well. He got back for rebounds really well. He blocked a couple of shots, as I said. Vucevic, is, Vucevic, at least through one game, has grown as a defender and built off what he did as a defender last year for the Magic. The other guy that I want to mention that I didn't talk about too much was Terrence Ross. Uh, Terrence Ross, I thought, had a fantastic game. 15 points, 5 for 11, shooting 6 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals. Started off struggling a little bit. Um, definitely felt like he was kind of co- like kind of coasting, getting a feel for the game uh, in in his first outing for the Magic, but uh, but uh, Jonathan Simmons came in, brought a lot of entry, energy, and and I could see all the tweets everyone was sending. I could see all the conversation from the Magic fans that everyone sort of believed that uh, that he had been surpassed already, that Simmons had surpassed Ross. And Ross came in, and I even made this joke that uh, Terrence Ross is playing playing like dot, 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 you fill in the blank. I think everyone could sense what that blank I was asking everyone to fill in was. But Terrence Ross played really, really well. Uh, and it wasn't just his offense. I thought his shot selection was a little bit off. He was a little bit overconfident with a shot. Took some quick threes. Uh, maybe he's got the freedom to do that. But defensively, he was in help side every time. He was in the passing lanes. He was making plays defensively uh, that the Magic really, really need. Uh, You know, kind of digging into the paint to to, to stop the the penetration, not penetration, but to stop that second pass to the big man, uh, you know, guy who was playing cuts really well. Uh, Terrence Ross had a really, really strong game. I was really impressed with how he played and what he provided to the team. And so I, I definitely think it was worth pointing that out. Um, you know, even Aaron Gordon, I thought Aaron Gordon played an energetic game in getting nine rebounds and and 14 points. Shot selection just needs to be a lot better. And that's that, that four for 13 shooting. He kind of played himself like he was the star and he just wasn't quite there. It looked, felt like he was forcing a lot of his shots throughout that game. But overall, again, a great effort from the Orlando Magic and the exact kind of effort the Magic need to start this season. As I noted earlier in the week, 
this early start, this early part of the schedule is a very difficult part for the Magic. They play a lot of road games here in the first couple games of the season. If I'm not mistaken, they play the most road games of the entire league in the first half of the season. So this is a team that has a lot going against it early on. Not just that, a lot of these games early on this season are against teams that made the playoffs last year, or in Miami's case, are expected to make the playoffs. And in fact, by the time we get to mid-November, the Magic will have the first big West Coast road trip. They'll play a couple games at home, and then they go back out on the road to the end of November. So this early part of the schedule, these these first couple weeks in October, are going to be ridiculously important for the Magic this year. I think Orlando has to play well to start the season. It's been something that I've been harping on uh, a lot, that the Magic have to be... Uh, have to get confidence in what they're doing. And the best way to build confidence is to win. That's why I think Friday's game against the Nets is so important. That is a game the Magic must win. It's not only, honestly, a game I think the Magic must win. If they could win that, let's say, comfortably, let's say without you know a, a late-game situation, without needing a two-minute report, which I haven't checked yet. I need to check that for, for Wednesday's game. But... If they could play that game without having to sweat things out at the end, seriously, that only further builds the confidence. As Frank Vogel said after Wednesday's game, each success builds confidence. And that is something the Magic are looking for right now. This is a young team that is still learning and still figuring out how to how to play at a high level. So if they're going to play at a high level... They need to play at a high level. They need to experience it. They need to get that opportunity. Uh, or they need to, to take advantage of those opportunities. And, and Wednesday, they missed one opportunity, but grew in another way. They faced adversity. They didn't, they didn't, uh, they didn't wilt as the Heat came after them. And again, I, and I agree with Fournier after that game. I think that's a game they lose last year. But they definitely picked, they definitely picked something up. And so I think Friday, more than Saturday is a game the Magic have to win, or have to win sounds strong. It is the first week of the season. But it is a game that I feel like the Magic need to put a lot of focus and attention to and make sure that they give it their all and and really buy into what they're doing and get the results that they'll need if they're going to succeed this season. So big opportunity there, a big, big chance here early in the season. You got two games against the Nets. Both of them you got to win. Sandwich between Cleveland and San Antonio. Um, in that early schedule, you've got a lot of lot of really good teams on the early schedule. So the Magic need to need to get some wins. They need to bank whatever wins they can get, take whatever opportunity they can get. And if they can do that, they'll build a ton of confidence heading into the rest of the season. And of course, a lot of this is is talking, you know, from an optimist point of view. You know, we cover I cover the Magic. Uh, you know, I I you know I, I think you can probably tell that that you know as as a blogger, you know, I, I, I'm not as detached as a regular reporter, although I, I try to keep a, a good journalistic distance, but there's no doubt about it. I, I tend to be more optimistic about the magic than most people, and I've tried very hard to be a realist, but, you know, I, I, even I even I run myself afoul sometimes, and, and I always have to kind of check myself when I'm making these predictions, but I think that generally, 
We can look at this team and say they are better. That's that's been that's been a statement I've made throughout the summer. That generally this Magic team is better and more talented. Just the continuity alone should help the team improve. And everyone has talked about it from the coaching staff to the returning players. Having Frank Vogel back for a second year is a huge boost to the team. It's a boost everyone can feel after the instability this team has faced for the last four or five years. So, if that, with that being the case, the Magic, then, are out to prove everyone wrong. To prove that they'll be better than the experts think. The experts at the moment would probably say the Magic will win in the low 30s. You know, be out of the playoff race. You know, you'll find some people who think they'll win a little bit less than 30 games. But this team can be a little bit more. No one here is sitting here guaranteeing the team will make the playoffs and finish 500. But there are a lot of reasons to believe the Magic are going to take a step forward. The continuity bump is a real thing and is something that a lot of players and coaches talked about. And it's not just that continuity bump. It's not just that the Magic feel like they know each other a lot better. There's also something else involved in this. It's internal improvement. It's guys feeling comfortable with each other. But it feels like also the Magic upgraded their talent off the bench. I mean, Jonathan Simmons looks like he'll be a gamer this year. And the Magic finally have a real sixth man that they can get the ball to and rely on pretty pretty handily. 12 points, 5 for 10 shooting in, in Wednesday's game. They have guy a guy who's start pushing for starters minutes. The number one question I got asked in the wake of Wednesday's game was, where was Aaron Aflalo and Maurice Spates? The Magic have veteran players, veteran role players, fans are asking to put in the game. And I would argue that Spates probably should have played on on Wednesday. I think that uh, uh, something that Vogel should have tried and, and something he'll probably log for next time with Hassan, with Bismack Biombo in the game and Hassan Whiteside guarding him, uh, Whiteside had free reign in the paint. Once the Magic put Vucevic back in, they started scoring a little bit. They couldn't stop Miami down the stretch, but they started scoring a little bit, and that stemmed the tide late in that game. So if you put Spates in there, you spread the floor. So I think Spates has a role. I think it's. I think that made it very clear that Spates has a role. So the Magic then have a lot of things going for them. They have continuity. They have better talent. They might have the chemistry. I would say that Bench was as engaged in the game yesterday as I've seen in a very long time. I know that's a pet peeve of Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel to notice the bench guys, and 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 he noted it all last year how the bench just did not seem engaged with the game at all. That they they weren't cheering for each other. You saw that Wednesday night. These guys are pulling for each other in a very real way. 
But I think the other thing that this team has going for it is they have an identity again. Look, the Magic played at an incredible pace last night, 109. Eric Spolstra noted specifically about the Magic's, about how the Magic kept them on their heels, about how the Magic attacked them over and over and over again. And how the Heat really didn't handle it well. That's not something we would have said last year. Even when the Magic were successful and the Magic mucked the game up at the beginning of the season, teams wouldn't have said that was their identity. Teams just, I don't think teams felt that way. I think they felt like, oh, this is a defense we got to crack. And eventually everyone cracked it. So, at least through the preseason and at least through one game, it certainly seems like the Magic have an identity. They have a belief on how they should play and how they will play and the ability to execute it. And that goes a long way to making the team better. I do think the Magic will surprise this year. I think that the Magic will be a a quietly enjoyable team to watch. And I think they proved that Wednesday night. Now, of course, that's one game. You got to do it again. And like I said, I think Friday's game is going to be up and down and just, we're going to need those TV timeouts to take a breath. It will certainly be intriguing to see how this season plays out. I I think this season for the Magic is fascinating, both from a front office perspective and on where this team goes next, and also from the perspective of how this team performs. Because I I think that they have playoff potential. I I don't know if they'll reach it. The margin for error is still very small. But I think that this team will be interesting in a lot of ways. And they'll play interestingly. And so we'll see how it plays out. But it sure feels like the Magic will be better than what a lot of people think. At least among those of us who believe. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can, of course, find us on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places. You download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Get us in your inbox every weekday automatically in the morning when I publish it. I'm actually publishing this one a little bit early for you guys, so you get to listen to Locked On Magic a tad bit early, although you're probably just listening to it whenever you normally listen to Locked On Magic. That's either here nor there. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philipr underscore omd. And, of course, you can, fo- you can follow uh, the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Today on the site, we have our OMD roundtable talking to the Orlando Magic Daily staff about what they think will happen with the Orlando Magic this season. And then I'm actually going to be coming in with a playbook post looking at the plays that won the game from Evan Fournier. It was actually the same play. The Magic ran three times, uh, ran three different variations of it. Uh, So it was a fantastic play that I want to break down for you guys uh, before Friday's game. 
That's going to do it for me. Remember, the Orlando Magic take on the Brooklyn Nets Friday at 7.30. They play the Cleveland Cavaliers on Saturday at, when this pulls up, when my schedule pulls up, at 8 o'clock, it looks like, is going to be tip for that game. That doesn't sound right. Uh, Let me double-check that for you guys here. Yep, 8 o'clock tip-off on Saturday as your Orlando Magic take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. So 7.30 Friday against the Brooklyn Nets. 8 o'clock Saturday against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And we'll be back to recap all of that on Monday's episode of Locked on Magic. Also, don't forget, uh, I will be doing... uh, I'm starting this as an experiment. On the Orlando Magic Daily Facebook page, Sundays at noon, I'm going to try and do a weekly Facebook Live. So be sure to like Orlando Magic Daily on Facebook. Uh, And check us out Sundays at noon for just kind of a weekly recap and discussion of Orlando Magic issues uh, as we uh, get into the season and really dive deep into the upcoming NBA season. That's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. Have a great weekend, everyone. I will see you all Sunday and or Monday on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.